The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Man, I love it. Every time Peyton Manning comes back to Knoxville. Got a big recruiting weekend. I want those recruits to get in the big eye. Oh, my God, that's Peyton Manning. That's Peyton Manning. You don't have to be reminded that Peyton went here. You can see him in person. And let's use Peyton a little bit in recruiting. Big Walter Nolan's going to be here after committing to Texas A&M. So tired of him. All right, wait till he flipped to Tennessee. He's gonna yeah. be, he gonna be like, "Hey, we love you, Walter." I know, man. That that recruitment, I will is be exhausting. I will be excited if if he ends up flipping back to Tennessee or signing with Tennessee or whatever. But like, I'm I'm still going to be cautiously optimistic because. Whether he goes to AM, whether he goes to Tennessee, he, he has a lot to to improve on before he becomes a legitimate college football player. For sure. Uh, for sure. I mean, like, I mean, a lot of a lot of high school players, you know, say that about, but I do get what you're saying. Like there's some there's some mentality things that needs to be addressed. And um, I think a guy like Rodney Garner could could do that. Um and can help in that area, but yeah, I get it, man. But anyways, he's gonna be in town. We'll see what happens. But my point is, I love when Peyton Manning comes to town because everybody hates on him. No, because he's a great ambassador for for the University of Tennessee, and you know, you can use him to to recruit. I don't see why you wouldn't. Kind of crazy not to, especially quarterback. And, you know, Taven Jackson is supposed to be in town. Tennessee's quarterback commitment. And anytime you can get Peyton Manning and, and any kind of any kind of offensive players on campus in the same room, in this case, Taven Jackson, I think it can bowl well. So that's why I feel that way. 865-255-03. I've got today's touchdown turnover taken care of. All right, sir. Georgia's defense has – Barely allowed any touchdowns this season. It's pretty stupid. Uh, their statistics when you look at the touchdowns that they have given up through nine games as a team, they've only allowed six touchdowns, and one of those touchdowns was a pick six in garbage time. Of the five touchdowns the defense has given up, one was in the final moments of the South Carolina game when the second team defense was on the field. So, really, Georgia's first-team defense has given up four touchdowns all season long. And I I don't believe a offense has scored two touchdowns against Georgia this year. Uh, I I don't know that for a fact, but I believe that is true. Uh, So, my my touchdown or turnover to you is simple. Tennessee scores two offensive touchdowns against Georgia's defense. I'm going touchdown, man. I think I think Georgia part of their dominance defensively. I'm not taking anything away from the defense. The defense is good, but 
we're, you know, we're making it seem like they are the steel curtain, like for real, for real. And I think, although they're, they're really good, they haven't really played any great offenses. Tennessee will be the best offense that it has faced this season. Now, when Georgia played Arkansas, Arkansas was eighth in the country. Georgia was number two. Arkansas was coming off, um, you know, a, a, a good win against Texas, but they also came off that loss. I want to say the Ole Miss, where they decided to go forward on two. Um, but KJ Jefferson threw the ball thirteen times for sixty-five yards, and I'm looking at their 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 drives. And they had they had an opportunity. They drove the ball, um, went went twelve plays. They missed a the field goal, but they drove the ball twelve plays, fifty five yards. And we know how one little small play can be the difference. Well, it was third down and five, and they decided to do a quarterback run, which I, third down and five against against Georgia. I guess they were trying to just be conservative and. Get the field goal, but they were already down twenty-one nothing. But anyways, uh, but the play call was a little, little questionable here from Kendall Browse. But they drove the ball in the first quarter and missed the opportunity there. Um, they did go three and out a couple times before that. They went three and out in the first quarter. I want to say like I'm counting. Four or five times. I mean, that was the best offense that Georgia played, and Arkansas was terrible offensively too uh, in that in that football game. So it's a combination of they haven't played really good offense all season long. I thought Arkansas missed some opportunities and possibly wasn't you know on on their best game. And I'm trying to say this without you know making Georgia look like they're not like, they, like they're not overrated because they're not overrated. They're really good. Um, but Georgia hasn't played a good offense like Tennessee. So I'm saying touchdown. I just feel like, man, in the course of 60 minutes, Tennessee should score two touchdowns, at least one per half. At least one per half. So I'm going touchdown, man. I'm going touchdown. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I, I think Tennessee scores at minimum two touchdowns. I am very concerned about the health of the running backs. I am very concerned about – Tennessee's offensive line going up against Georgia's defensive front. But I, even with those concerns, I, I still feel confident enough that Tennessee can create enough explosive plays in the passing game for for them to score at least two touchdowns. This is the best group of receivers that Georgia has faced all season long. Bayless mm-hmm. Jones, Cedric Tillman, Javante Payton. Those, those are guys that, that can run and – Georgia secondary is 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 good. It has talent, but it, it's like the question mark on the defense and really on the team. If that makes sense, it, it is. It's something that Georgia fans are are somewhat weary about, and, and those who evaluate Georgia are, are somewhat weary about. Uh, Kendrick, the the Clemson transfer, is is playing really well this season, but they just don't have the talent or the or the depth that they had last year. And they haven't really been tested this year by by a group of receivers um, that is at the caliber or, or playing to the caliber of what Tennessee's receivers are playing right now. So I, I think Hooker is able to 
to, to have two big passing touchdowns like he did against Alabama, like he did against Kentucky, like he did uh, against South Carolina and Missouri and, and Florida even with, with Peyton early on. I, they can come up with two of those plays. Because that's essentially what it's been. It's just a play that you have to hit on. And the hooker's good enough and the receivers are good enough to do so at least twice. Yeah, I'm just looking at these um, these three and outs, man, That's that – will worry the crap out of me as well. Can't have those if you're Tennessee. Can I have three and outs? Nope. My biggest concern with this game is is protection. Because I, I think there are plays to be made on the perimeter to the receivers and downfield to the receivers. But all that gets washed out if if Georgia's defensive front is just having a field day with, with Tennessee's offensive line. And if the, the running backs don't help him pass pro. And, and I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a hot take at all, but I, I think Tennessee's going to miss Tyon's pass protection far more than his running ability. Because Tennessee has some guys that can run the football. I, again, I think Tyon is the best running back Tennessee has. But Jabari Small is capable of getting the job done if his shoulder holds up. Um, Jalen Wright, Lenith Whitehead, Marcus Pierce, maybe they can piece it together enough with the help of Hendon Hooker's legs to, to be able to simply run the football as well. But I think Tennessee's going to miss Tyon's pass pro far more than his running ability just because he is by far the best pass protector in the running back room right now. It's not even close, I don't think. Who, who do you think was the best team that Georgia faced this season, like going into that game? Because you can't say – Florida because Florida was good early in the season and then by the time Florida played Georgia they were I mean they were not good at all mm-hmm. um you know Arkansas was was pretty you know pretty good going into that game you know they lost to actually they went into that game undefeated yep and um college game day was there I don't know why it's, it's that 4-1 weekend. but they, they went in undefeated going I guess into, it's including the loss to Georgia yeah yeah so they went in undefeated was coming off two good wins, one against Texas at the beginning of the season, and then one um, Texas A&M. And then, you know, they, they didn't score a point against Georgia. Kentucky uh, went to this game undefeated against against Georgia. And I'm looking at um, the offensive production by, by Kentucky, and, you know, they had five three and outs, and one position they had it was four plays. That's what you got to get away from. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Because now the tempo is a non-factor. The tempo is not a non-factor. Okay, you may make the, the lineman run hard for 38 seconds or 42 seconds. But they can go rest up on the sideline after you punt the ball after those three plays. Picking up that first first down is the key. It is the key. Because now you, you can get up to the line of scrimmage and you can go. You have another set of, of downs. Now, from three plays, it's at least six if you just take care of the football. It's at least six. So, I, would, I would say Clemson or Arkansas are the best teams that, that, that Georgia has faced this year. And I realize there's a lot of talk about Clemson in a negative manner uh, this season. At, at the end of the day, they're still six and three and have talent. They're, they're just not the Clemson that we've become used to over the last couple years. Uh, so I, I think Clemson is probably the most talented 
team that that Georgia has played to this point. I guess Florida could make an argument there in terms of just natural talent, but in terms of best team, I I would say Arkansas or Clemson. Yeah, the first games are always tough too because mm-hmm. God, I mean, just is that really the team that you see now? Like, I know we Clemson. <laughs> we're, we're a totally different team now than we were first game of the season. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a break, and we will return after a few short messages. And when we do return, we'll be joined by uh, Will McNeely. Um, this is such a cool development, and I just had a front-row seat watching it um, come together. Really, really awesome. Really awesome. And our Tennessee fans, you know, we have affected decisions made with the athletic program in recent years. You look at Checker Nealon, a great idea and concept and it's something that now it's a part of tradition it's a part of what we do and will mcneely is another fan that a great idea that came straight from his heart and it's created something that's going to change people's lives and so uh we are bringing him on to talk about it uh a day after veterans day and i hope everyone had a great veterans day yesterday just recognizing and remembering those that sacrifice for us and we all have someone in our families um, that have made that ultimate sacrifice and, and put their lives on the line to, to protect our freedom. So um, this is going to be a great segment. Hope everyone sticks around. We'll be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street Brand Strategy Design More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. 
There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. So when event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, we are going to the Irish Network's hotline. Uh, well, we welcome Will McNeely. Will, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Man, we are we are blessed, man. Too blessed to be stressed. And thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, we have had a chance to uh, correspond a little bit in the last couple of weeks. And, and you've done some amazing work. You've been working behind the scenes. And I just want to uh, spend some time today to kind of share with our listeners and everyone um, that work that you have been doing, uh, please share with us the Veterans Memorial Graduate Business Fellowship Endowment um, that you have <laughs> going on right now. And kind of where did it start, the idea, what motivated you, what actions or, or events uh, compelled you to do something uh, of this nature? Uh, you know, first what compelled me is, um, I would say, my faith in God, you know, when there's 13 service members that passed away uh, recently in the evacuation in Afghanistan. Um, I, I remember I was in my car going south to my office in Atlanta, Georgia. I live in Cartersville. Um, and I was getting on, I was from 75 to 285. And I, I just remember hearing that and just, you know, my heart broke and I immediately just, you know, I'm driving so I couldn't, you know, hit the knees. But um, what I did do was just, just pray to God at that moment, just say, you know, please, Lord, let me find some kind of avenue, some something actionable uh, to remember and honor those, those uh, young men and women. 
so ever since that day, I, I had been praying and praying and praying, and you know, I, I knew God would show me at some point what that was. And I, I was on Twitter and looking at something, and I and to this day I, I still can't remember what it was, but I do remember it, it sparked a light bulb in my head because uh, I had seen that Danny White um, is a man of the people, and this administration is a man of the people. So I said, you know what, on a whim, I'm just going to send out this tweet. And I said something along the lines of like, hey, Danny White, how much money do I need to raise to permanently buy a seat in Neyland Stadium uh, to honor Staff Sergeant Ryan Nouse? Because I had found out that one of those service members was from um, the local Knoxville area. And I sent that tweet out on on a whim. I did not expect really much from it, you know, maybe a couple likes or retweets or something like that. But nowhere near... Uh, the support it, it got, and, you know, ball Twitter is a powerful tool, and it, it went viral, and I was getting in my car, and I went to go pick up my son, and an 865 area code was calling my, my phone, and I said, and I'm in the mortgage industry, so you have to pick up your phone, you know, when you're mm-hmm. in the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up, and it was Marcus Hilliard on the other line, and I about, you know, wrecked my car, because I, I wasn't expecting that, and he said he saw the tweet and was very happy to see what he could do to help, and he suggested maybe a scholarship. And I immediately jumped at that idea, was so happy that he, he suggested that and reached out. He connected me with Steve Hammer, uh, former basketball player for the Volunteers, and he's the assistant, or the assistant director of development with the Tennessee Fund. Um, him and I immediately really hit it off. Um, I met him at the, um, the Pittsburgh game uh, that Saturday after the game. And I immediately knew that he was the right guy to start this process. Um, there, there's a presence about him. I mean, he's, he's seven feet tall, so there's obviously some kind of presence. But he introduced me to his family, and I could tell immediately that him and I were alike in terms of we are men of God. So that's why I knew immediately that he would be the right person. So he then brought me up, or excuse me, he then came down to Cartersville to talk more about the scholarship, what it was about, the mission, the, the purpose, and the drive behind it. And I told him that kind of like that little backstory, and I said along those lines, I, I am the son of a Marine, um, and I'm extremely proud of that. Um, and I'm also the grandson of two World War II veterans, per se. One of them was a tail gun bom- bomber. So he is, in term, uh, you know, in fact, a veteran. My other grandfather, my dad's dad, was actually on the Manhattan Project in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Mm. And he helped develop the Y-12 plant that made the fuel for the atomic bombs. And he went on later to work at Eastman Kodak um, and was actually the CEO and president at, uh, at one point of Eastman Kodak. So that is really... I guess the backstory, Steve then brought me up to have lunch with Jerry Hanner. Same principles, same purpose, passion, you know, a man of God. Um, and he has really been instrumental in helping us um, dot the I's and cross the T's, you know, for Tennessee there. So, you know, it's just been an, an amazing effort. Um, you know, I really just hope that this scholarship will go on to impact lives um, and honor the legacy of those young men and women. So when you sent this tweet out, I'm looking at the um, the tweet September the the ninth, uh, mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey Danny White, how much money do I have? Do I need to raise to permanently buy a seat at Neyland to show uh, honor to Staff Sergeant Ryan 
um, Nas, and you, you got a phone call. You didn't even reach out to anybody else. Like they just found your number and just called you. Yeah. Wow. How? What was the 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 turnaround time? Like from the moment you sent that that tweet, and I'm looking at it right here. You sent that tweet uh, the 9th of September at 3:22. How quick did you get that phone call? I think it was about two hours later because I was going to pick wow. up my son, and I usually do that between like five fifteen and five thirty. Um, so I think it was about that time, but you know, within within a couple hours. So it was really amazing and shocking, and um, wow to to have that kind of capability. There was one Twitter account that I think can kind of connected the dot. He connected my account with Marcus Hilliard's account and the Sports Nation um, account that's been doing a lot of help too in terms of helping us get the word out. I was actually on their podcast last night um, talking about the scholarship, too. Will, just uh, talk to us about the scholarship and kind of what all it entails and and how people can apply for it if, if they so choose and, and just uh, you're the, the recipient and kind of what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So the scholarship itself is going to be host, housed at the Haslam School of Business. Um, and there's several reasons for that. Number one is I have a business background, so um, I thought that made a lot of sense. Number two, um, it will be given to individuals seeking their graduate degree. Um, and, and I really liked that, too, because I have a graduate degree, and in today's world, uh, that really just kind of sets you up to be a little bit more successful, you know, and come, coming out and entering your career. So it will be given to an individual um, that is either has a military tie in their family, so somebody that has either active duty or veteran status, um, they have a family member of that nature, they're a gold star, blue star family, um, for those that know what that means. Um, so it's either that or it's an individual coming into the Haslam School of Business from like a service academy like the Navy, the Army, um, Air Force, etc., or a military kind of university like BMI, the Citadel, you know, those kinds of colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, how the recipient will be chosen is collectively with the Haslam School of Business and, and myself, and we'll, you know, sit down and see, you know, who kind of really needs that money. Um, because, you know, when you think about it, it what happens is this $25,000 that we raise, the reason is it's twenty five is we need $25,000 to qualify for a dollar-for-dollar match with the Haslam School of Business. So when we get $25,000, folks' donation, Balls fans' donations, will actually double. So when you give $25, it's really $50. $100 becomes $200. And that's why it's with Haslam. Um, so it earns like 4%, I think. And, you know, if you think about it, like $1,000, $2,000, when you are trying to get your graduate degree, that really takes off a lot of financial burden to where you can really kind of focus a little bit more. You know, hey, that means another extra meal or, or a lot, obviously, um, or, or books or room and board or, you know, gas money or whatever you need in that financial situation to help you make sure that you're just staying on the right path, getting good grades, and, and graduating with that degree. How can people jump on board and help you achieve um, the goal of $25,000? Where can people go to, to donate? Um, how can people help? Um, so first off is my Twitter handle is at Will McNeely and I've pinned my announcement from yesterday. So there's that GoFundMe right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason it's with GoFundMe, I had a, a user ask me the other yesterday, 
Um, and it's a great question. Like, why GoFundMe? Can we not just go straight to the university and donate? Absolutely, you can. Um, if you want to get a tax-deductible donation, you can go straight to the university, go to the Haslam School of Business, and make sure you just search that name, um, the Veteran Memorial Graduate Business Fellowship Endowment, um, and you can get that tax-deductible donation. But the reason it's 25000 is because we need that initial twenty-five to qualify for that match-for-match, dollar-for-dollar donation with the Haslam School of Business. Um, if anybody else wants to help get the word out, you know, obviously a, a simple like and a retweet. I also have my DMs open um, on Twitter, so if you want to reach out to me to, to see how we, you can help me uh, get that word out or, or make a donation or, or whatever, um, my DMs are open. So, like I said, like any help whatsoever, I am greatly appreciative of it. I'm blessed, I'm humbled, and I'm honored. Um, just because, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to recognize those service members, honor their legacy, and impact lives in their education. Love it. Will, I know you are making the rounds today, um, sharing <laughs> about, you know, this, this scholarship and getting more people um, um, educated uh, and, and informed on how they can help. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you have a busy, busy schedule today. Uh, really, really appreciate it, and we will be sharing this on our platforms and making sure people know about it and how they can help. I greatly appreciate all your help, fellas. Um, again, go Vols, and thank you so much for everything y'all are doing. Will do, my friend. Thank you. Will McNeely uh, sharing man, his his concept. Uh, just came from a, just an idea. Came straight from his heart. Driving, and then boom, it is real and people can get involved and donate money and with that money we can set up a um, person with ties to the military to get their business degree and go be great outside of their duties to to the military because some a lot a lot of guys a lot of girls don't know what to do after after they retire and so we can set you up that next journey, that next challenge of your life, going out and being a business owner and going to the Haslam School of Business, we can take some of those burdens off financially. This is a great idea. Uh, this is awesome by Marcus Hilliard, Tennessee, Steve Hamer. Uh, great idea by Will. You can just hear the passion in his voice. It means something to him, and it means a lot to a lot of us that all have uh, ties to the military as well. So thank you so much, Will. Uh, he will be everywhere today, Nashville, Memphis, doing radio interviews. So this is, will not be the first time you hear from Will McNeely. And that's what I call a volunteer. Be right back. Swain Event. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. Business is still moving forward despite our work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why my friends at Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's at the office or at your home. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier of Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. 
They will come to your office, create a layout, and make recommendations. Once you decide what pieces you want, Office Furniture Outfitters will even deliver and install new office furniture for you. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area. Or check them out online at OFONOX.com. Give them a call at 865-254-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make. And that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, 
and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Around the SEC, Swain Event, Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, time for some news and notes around the conference as we approach another action-packed weekend of SEC football. Ben, what do you have for us? Going to start in Athens as a youngster in Georgia's receiver room is likely out the rest of the remaining season with a leg injury. Arian Smith. A redshirt freshman broke a bone in his leg during Georgia's Wednesday practice, according to Dogs 247, and he is unlikely to return this season after requiring surgery. So he is a track All-American, member of Georgia's track and field team, earned All-American honors in the spring, considered the fastest player on Georgia's roster, and was a big-time recruit coming out of high school and only has three catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns this year, but has struggled to stay healthy. Uh, When healthy was the backup slot receiver, and he is a, a home run threat. He is Georgia's Anthony Schwartz. But, but much younger, obviously. So uh, that is somewhat of a big loss for Georgia. Again, not a ton of production, but just one less player Tennessee has to worry about and, and exactly. a guy that is capable of, of making big plays. So, yeah, hopefully he gets healthy and, man, there's no long-term issues for him. But if you are Tennessee, this is like what you just said, this is one less person you have to worry about. Absolutely. It is Friday, as we know. Uh, I'll throw in that Jabbar Richardson, a player for Ole Miss, has entered the transfer portal. Uh, but it is Friday, and we like to, to make some picks, evaluate the other SEC games that are going on during the weekend. Not a, not a ton of great games this this weekend. This week and next week are, are the weeks in November in which schools like to play non-conference games. For instance, Alabama is playing 1-8 New Mexico State. At noon on the SEC Network, Alabama 51-point favorites. Samford and Florida is playing at 12 on SEC Network Plus. Now, those are the only two non-conference games this week. There are several next week. In terms of SEC games, the, the SEC conference game at noon this week is Mississippi State at number 17 Auburn Auburn five and a half point favorites I'm going to go with Mississippi State to win this football game I, I Auburn has a, a one game better record Auburn ranked in the top 20 but I think Mississippi State is the better football team and I, I think they have a better defense I think they have the better quarterback I I, I think they have some better weapons on offense 
and and they should. Mike Leach is a year ahead of Brian Harson and and building their program. So I'm going to go with Mississippi State not only to cover as five and a half point underdog Swain, but to win outright on the road. Yes, it's been hard for me to take Mike Leach serious as far as consistency is concerned. I know how good he is as an offensive mind, as a head coach. We have just seen him have a good win and then fall off the map afterwards. And so his big win was against Kentucky. I just don't feel like he can do it again. They lost to Texas A&M. They had an opportunity to kind of follow up a good win with another good win. So they missed that opportunity. But they have another one this weekend on the road at Auburn. Auburn did not play well against Texas A&M. Kudos to A&M for um, bringing out the worst in Auburn. I just think Auburn gets back on track at home. Um, Tanks Bisbee giving him the football. Uh, if he is healthy, if he is feeling feeling good, I just I I'm not gonna give up on Bo Nix. I'm gonna go with Auburn winning this football game uh, at home. It is a noon game. So don't, you don't have to worry about that that crowd getting crazy, like we know they can do in those night games. But I still have Auburn winning this game. Uh, Mississippi State beat A and M. The team that you were thinking of is Arkansas. Arkansas. That's right. Uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas. Yes. Uh, Mississippi State. Guess how many rushing yards they are averaging per game uh 47 <laughs> a little bit better not much though oh well before they before they beat uh kentucky it was like 40 40 something they were like oh, worst in the country where's it now uh, but i think in that kentucky game they came out and ran for like over 100 yeah, they had 100 so i hit the, it, it bumped the average up a little bit they're up to 56 56 gotcha. <laughs> dead last in the country and i'm sure it's something that mike leach is actually very proud of he is a okay with that. I, I just think it's hilarious. That ten yard bump is the reason why they were able to win some games and kind of be be well, win a game and be a little bit more competitive uh, in yep. the SEC this year. Now they beat Kentucky because of their defense and turning the football over from Will Levis and get some fumbles. But man, yeah, like their running game has been a little bit better in recent weeks. Yeah. I just I think Auburn's a little overrated. I like where Brian Harson is mm-hmm. year one. I just think that they're overrated. Uh, South Carolina, Missouri is at four o'clock on the SEC network. South Carolina just one point favorite. I'll go with Carolina in this one. I, I think they found something with uh, the quarterback that they played last week. Uh, the, the transfer from the D three school. His name slipped in my mind off the top of my head, but I think Carolina wins. Yeah, it's their it's their third. It's their third quarterback, and he brought like a a calming feeling to Jason Brown, the Carolina offense, mm-hmm. number fifteen. I mean, he looked like he had been there for years and years and years. I'm going with the running game in South Carolina. They have a stable of backs, guys that can do different things. That's what really got them going last week against Florida. Kevin Harris finally. Showed up and mm-hmm. had a big game. Jaquan J. White had a big game. Juju McDowell. Shout out to Montario Hardesty. Hey, he can coach running backs now. That's right. His, his group looked really great last week. Yeah, so I just, you know, Missouri continues to struggle uh, stopping the run. I just I just don't trust Missouri at all. Carolina coming off a, a you know, big-time win. When you look at just beating a team with, with, with a huge brand like Florida, and Florida's not good, don't get me wrong, but Florida still should have beaten South Carolina. And the way that Carolina dismantled Florida, I think they're coming in riding high, and I think they're going to carry that to Missouri and get the win. That's a 4 p.m. game 
on SEC Network. I got them winning. South Carolina winning this game. We've got uh, three night games. Vanderbilt at Kentucky is one. Kentucky 21-point favorites in Nashville. I mean, I'm not going to pick Vanderbilt to cover. No. Uh, Arkansas at LSU is at 7.30 on the SEC Network. Arkansas, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm, I'm going to roll with Arkansas, but kind of, of dangerous picking against LSU just because they have nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's the battle of the golden boot. Arkansas-LSU, this is the end of the Ed Orgeron uh, run there at LSU. I think Arkansas wants to finish finish strong. I think Arkansas is a better football team. I think they win. Um, so give me Arkansas to win and to cover in this one. I'm with you. And then the final game that we'll mention is the game of the week, possibly. Uh, it, it looks on paper to be the game of the week. Number 11, Texas mm-hmm. A&M at number 15, Ole Miss. Both teams are 7-2. and two. 7 o'clock on ESPN, A&M, two-and-a-half-point road favorites. And the reason I, I kind of hesitated about calling it the game of the week is because Ole Miss is just so banked up offensively right now that although it's a top-15 matchup against two SEC teams with, with good records, Matt Corral's banged up, offensive line at Ole Miss is banged up, their receivers are banged up. I, I think Ole Miss is going to struggle in this football game, and I, I definitely think A&M wins because a banged-up offensive line going up against that A&M defensive line is is not going to work out well. Uh, ask Auburn how well it worked out for them last week. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if A&M blows out Ole Miss. And I think Isaiah Spiller, uh, Devin A-Chain, the, the other running back and, and speedster. A-Chain! Has, I think they just – they just have a field day against that Ole Miss defense. Yeah, Isaiah Spiller had 112 yards against Auburn. Right now he's averaging 5.43 yards per rush, which is 10th in the nation. I think that's going to be uh, a huge part of this football game as Ole Miss continues to uh, have question marks about stopping the run with their weird alignment um, on on the defensive front. So I think a is able to, to lean on them. Uh, Isaiah Spiller is – one of the best backs in the country, one of the best backs in the SEC, and I think he's going to have a good day against Ole Miss, and Ole Miss will lose this game. There's only so much Matt Corral can do, um, and only there's only so long his body can hold up and how they use him. I felt like that Ole Miss would, would lose um, earlier to what, – what I picked him to lose to? What, what game was that? Uh, Auburn. I picked him to lose to Auburn earlier because I just felt like after playing us – um, after going and, and playing um, other SEC games that eventually someone would get him. And Auburn Auburn got him. He did come back in the game, but it was already too late. So um, physical style of football, hard for a quarterback of his stature. He's no Cam Newton or K.J. Jefferson. So it's hard for him to take those hits over and over and over and not feel uh, the effects of it. So I got Texas A&M in this game. A whole bunch of talk to say that. And I got them to cover two and a half points. Yep. Uh, actually, one thing I want to mention as we hit the top of the hour, and we'll come back with Jay on the Irish Network's hotline. And I, th- I think you mentioned it in passing earlier this week, but I had it in my bookmarks. Uh, Mark Stoops, not a fan of SEC officiating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> saying yeah. that he's, he's done submitting questionable calls to the SEC league office for review. Quote, I don't even know why I turn in plays anymore. It certainly doesn't matter. Well, him and Jimbo Fisher had some things to say about the officiating uh, publicly. And I'm 
pretty sure those guys will get reprimanded, but will we see some change from the officiating now that you got some public comments uh, in the same week from two SEC coaches who I think should be very respected in this in this league? Let's take a quick timeout. Hour three is around the corner. Swain and Vince, stay with us.